Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Cap Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Now, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show this morning. This is Jake. All right, looking at weather. It's uh, 42 down on the island this morning. Feels like 36 and uh, a little cooler far, farther north you go. It's uh, a little chilly. Hope this is the last one, the last cold one anyway. Sunny skies today. Gusting winds during the morning. High 53 north winds. They're calling for 20 to 30, but... Uh, Anyway, they'll be tapering off to about 5 to 10 miles per hour this afternoon. And then tonight, clear skies with a low of around 49. Winds will be light and variable. And then for tomorrow, mainly sunny, high near 60. South-southeast winds 10 to 20 miles per hour. So, all right. And looking at uh, tides for today, these are Galveston Channel tide predictions. And we have two of them. We have a low coming up at 546 a.m. It's a negative 0.6 with a high at 320 p.m. It's a 1.2. Pretty good swing of water there. 6.56 a.m. is sunrise. 6.10 p.m. is sunset. Moon phase, 61%. Current conditions. Right now, Galveston Channel, it's 42 degrees down there with 58-degree water. and northeast wind at 14, gusting to 21. At Eagle Point, it's 42 with 54-degree water. North-northeast, 14 to 24. And at Morgan's Point, 39 degrees with 56-degree water and north-northwest wind at 15 to 18. Barometric pressure is 30.22 inches and steady. All right, let's go to the Hammer over in a tri, tri, excuse me, a tri-bay area and see what's up with him this morning. Morning, Mr. Hammer, Glenn Hammond. Yes, yes, sir. Good morning, sir. What's up? Hey, buddy. Uh, not the wind. It's down a little bit this morning over here. Uh, thank goodness. We got about 12 miles an hour northwest. But that's that's following all a whole day of twenty five plus miles an hour northwest yesterday. So terrible. Yes. Okay. It was a blow. It was. It was. Uh brought some water back and took some water away just as fast as it came in. Yeah. But uh the fog started setting in uh Friday night. Uh I mean started setting in thick too, but uh when I got up, that front blew through like three o'clock Saturday morning, right between three and three thirty. Uh, it blew all the fog away. That I mean, it 
it cleared that problem up. Oh, yeah. Uh, 20. Anyway, just a lot of wind and a lot of wind. Uh, about all I got to talk to talk about today is the uh, crab trap removal program that they got going on down here. Uh, yeah, we've been hitting on that all week. Oh, have I you? I have. Yeah, I don't know why they – I guess, well, volunteers, I guess they're uh, – is there a lot of volunteers showing up to do it? Well, I haven't seen, but I, uh, I was down at one of the drop-off stations yesterday down at uh, San Luis Pass. That is one of the, uh, the one of the only places I know in this area that you can drop them off at. They have an, an area with a big old sign outside of it, and it says Texas Abandoned Crab Trap Removal Program, and you can drop off, drop your uh, if you pick up any of them, you can. You can drop them off down there at San Luis Pass at the old uh, the old KOA. Or you keep them for yourself if they're in decent shape. Take them home, clean them up, and use them yourself. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The only deal about those things is when they're unmarked. And uh, believe me, I've had a cut. I've had to cut one or two of them off of my propellers. And I mean, literally, get wrapped around that prop so bad, you, there's no way you get it off. So unless you got wire cutters with you, you better have good but, cutting dikes. Yeah, good, good cutting period, dikes. No. That's right. But anyway, uh, they got this program going on, and uh, I'll just throw out a telephone number if there's any volunteers. Or have you already had that information put out, Captain Mickey? If so, I won't repeat. Yeah, but it go ahead again. Hey, we need something to talk about this morning since fishing so awesome. Uh, <laughs> no, you're right. Thanks so good. <laughs> you're absolutely right on that. <laughs> anyway, the lady's name is Holly Grand. Holly Grand, G-R-A-N-D, and the number is 361-431-6003, extension 822. And anyway, that's at uh, Crab Trap at tpwd.texas.gov. Anyway, and you can drop them off at the pass. If you find any in the Tribe Bay area, you can give me a call. I'm gonna when the weather gets right. I'm gonna get out there. I know where one or two of them is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna pick them up. But uh, if anybody's out in a kayak or they're out in a boat and they can't get to the trap on count of the low tides, well, just call me and tell me where it is. And when the tides come back to normal, I'll uh I'll be able to get up and uh, with that flat bottom and get it get up in there and you know get my waders on. I'll get out there and pick them up. I mean, uh, I'm trying to do anything I can because I know how much of a mess they are, and they're vicious killers. All it all it is is a cycle of whatever whatever climbs in that trap is a bait for the next uh, I, uh, animal or or critter that wants to get in there. Whatever climbs in is bait for the next one, and it just keeps going and going and killing and killing. I can't tell you how many times I've pulled a trap up or talk to some of my crab trap running buddies look they they pulled dead trout uh, uh drum flounder redfish you know smaller fish out of those traps they get in there to get some goodies too so uh all kind of stuff gets in those traps but of course those guys can't keep them either they got there's no way they can keep you know any kind of a game fish that's caught in that trap so they gotta they gotta release it dead or alive and uh anyway that's what's bad about those things man they just it just something else is going to climb in there and it's going to die and then you know what i mean it just keeps going and going and going it seems like it never ends 
but anyway, so I will have my boat. boat. I got a couple of trips this week uh, if the weather holds out, and it's supposed to. Uh, and I'll have some openings, you know, maybe a day or two. I can go out and go look around. But like I said, uh, I'll throw my number out here in a little bit. If anybody runs across one uh, and they can't get to it or, you know, for some reason or another just can't mess with it, well, if it's in my area, I'll be uh, I'll, I'll be uh, volunteering my boat and I'll go out there and, and see if I can gather it up and pick it up and put it up. Anything we can do. Look, the trash is getting to be horrendous. Horrendous. Uh, it's just horrendous. terrible. Yeah. Horrendous. That's a word I'm looking for. Thank you, sir. Um, anyway, when you're coming down 332 and you come to the levee right there at Oyster Creek, and uh, you look on both sides of the roads, and they got these little uh, little canals and drainage ditches, uh, you couldn't get another paper cup or plastic spoon or piece of junk. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. It, it's I'm embarrassed to live here and be sharing this area. People with, are nasty, man. The people that and that a lot are that of fishermen nasty. are are just uh, that, you know these people that fish off the banks just don't take any pride in what they're doing. I mean, we could do a whole you know, show the, on that. I mean, it just uh, I know. And the last thing I wanted to do is call in and use my my precious airtime to to talk about trash, but it is just. It's got way out of hand, buddy. I mean, way out of hand down here. And no matter how many volunteers we got, we can't keep up with it. There's no in the way in the world, little bitty communities like this. And like I said, well, it's on the left. people love road. their country and love their state don't do things like that. No, that's exactly right, that. buddy. But uh, I can take some pictures and videotape it, and people would go, what country did you take this in? Uh, well, yeah. this was in uh, Oyster Creek, Texas, you know, <laughs> it's, but it's, it's sad. And anyway, everybody pick up after themselves, and we'd be a lot better off, uh, fishing zone and off down here. And it's more off than it is on. I'll tell you that last few trips I've been out. I've only, I've just caught some dinks and, uh, nothing, you know, nothing to write home about. That's for sure. Yeah. So, uh, I wish I could put a better spin on it on this end, but that's the way it is. It's that time of year. Uh, tides are up and down and in and out, and uh, uh, water temperature's up and down. And you know what I mean? Just uh, you'll find them one day, and then you won't find them the next day. So you can't really put a finger on it. But we will have a warming trend this week. Looks like uh, that's going to be a good deal. Yeah, yeah, you we'll know, warm so. up or nice this week after this front. We'll be good. Mm-hmm. Looking, looking forward to it, Captain Mickey. You got anything on the books? Anything Are you gonna try to get no, down, get out no. there, and do you some wading? I have not really, and uh, well, really not worried about it till I get over this crap I got, and I'll be good. Oh, not feeling too well, huh? Well, I hope no, you feel been, better. Sir. I've had this stuff for about four days now, but it is Goodness getting better gracious. each day. Well, good, good. Is it a cold, or are they calling it another name? I don't know what it is. I hadn't been to the doctor. I'm just taking Mucinex and Zyrtec and trying to dry it all up. It's all in my head and chest. It's terrible. There you go. Nasty. All right. Well, all right, we sure brother. hope you feel better. Yes, sir. Well, throw on some information out. Somebody wants to call you, Glenn. Sure. 713-208-0683. Always a pleasure, man. Y'all have a great fun Sunday. All right, buddy. See you, man. All right, that's the hammer, Captain Glenn Hammond. It's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. I've been walking these streets so long, singing the same. 
same old song I know every crack in these dirty sidewalks of Broadway Good morning, welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Alright, it is 418 here in the Bayou City. Good to hear Glenn Campbell. He was a good one. Real good. All right, let's go to Freeport now. Let's check in with Captain Jeff Naylor, see what he's up to this morning. Good morning, Mr. Naylor. What's up, Captain Maggie? How you doing this morning? Oh, great, man. Just yeah, rolling I, with I the flow. <laughs> Me and Monty this morning, in case you didn't show up. Good morning, Monte. What's up, Hello. buddy? I'm good. Just hanging out. <laughs> Got a little chilly this morning. Yeah, a little frost on the pumpkin this morning. Yeah, pretty nippy. Yeah, it's humming along pretty good right now. As a matter of fact, it's uh, but uh, I think you know this afternoon's supposed to calm down a little bit. I know. Uh, yeah. Looks like, you know, there's been several people that have been calling me last uh, couple of days about going wahoo fishing, but I don't think there's that good of a window. I keep looking at it, man. I mean, it's going to be a decent little slowdown, but I don't think it's going to be good enough to go wahoo fishing, in my opinion. Uh, but yeah, no, you might leave when it's calm and come back when it's rough, you know, that kind of deal. Yeah. And this time of the year, man, you basically coming back every time in the North Northeast wind, that's, uh, uh, you can have it. I'm not that mad at them, you know, man, uh, you know, running a guff in a hard Northeast or a Southwest wind. Those are, that's nasty. Brutal. Brutal. <laughs> quarter in the whole way there, quarter in the whole way back. Nobody well, likes the quarter. Terrible. You know that 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 northwest wind, especially man, it'll it is <laughs> that mist will kick out on the side of that boat and just miss the curtains all the way around and just smoke you right in the face. You yeah. know, good and wet and cold. Yeah, terrible. Ain't nothing worse. Yeah, but. uh Man, you know, the fishing show's going on, and i tell you what, if you didn't like coming out here uh, fishing today in this cold weather, you can sure go up there and catch the last part of that fishing show. Uh, lots of people out there doing some real great things. Um, honestly, this is the this is the first year that I don't think we've actually, we didn't go to it at all. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to go either, man. I come down with this old junk I got, man, and I didn't want to spread no more germs. Oh, no. Not the COVID, right? No, I don't. It's just, you know, that springtime, you know, like a sinus infection or a cold, you know, that kind of deal, head and chest stuff. Yeah. Well. And I'm shaking it because I'm in the coughing stage now. You know, it's all breaking loose and blowing your nose and coughing like crazy. Thank God for a cough button here in my studio. Y'all wouldn't. Y'all turn the radio off. (laughs) <laughs> well man i mean i didn't go i ain't got no money to spend <laughs> my money though you and a lot of people <laughs> yeah. Bidenomics is about to kill me yeah it's, it's getting tight man i mean you know it the is. Boat market, we, we're kind of watching the boat market too uh and golly there's a flood of boats on the market right now it, it Man, really there's a lot of boats for sale. I see new ones every day. People selling out. Man, I'm even I'm seeing guys you. having garage sales on selling all their equipment. 
you know, I've I've went to about three different places, three different people who were trying to sell their gear. And I'm talking like guys that I never thought would get out ever. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they sold all their gear the last few weeks. It's been, Man. it's been, really makes you wonder what this, what's, what's going to be set up for the next year or this coming year. Man, it's, uh, well, it's I wish wild. I had I, something, uh, you know, positive to say, but I, I can't. It just uh, looks pretty, pretty rough down the stretch. You know, luckily for us right now, we're. Uh, I was just telling somebody this last night is uh, we're, we're pretty much booked up now. We're we're we took off a lot of weeks this year. We're doing a bunch of tournaments. Well, I say a bunch. We got three weekends that we're doing tournaments and. Uh, you know, a couple of we're doing a vacation right in the middle of June, too, which is very strange. We're, we're just taking it easy a little bit this year. But right. basically, every free day that we only have, I believe, two open days between June and September, which is pretty significant. I mean, that's uh, I don't think we've I don't think we've ever been booked this far, completely booked up this far. up. And normally get the last few four or five days, you know. Uh, taken around the first part of may or so but uh as of right now we only have two days left and this is january 18th so i mean uh, february 18th so that's pretty that's good pretty good i mean you know I, I just don't know what to think about it all i mean you know on one hand you see everybody selling their boats on the other hand we're booked up uh you know i can't make sense of it do we have money or do we not what is it i mean you know i currently don't have a bunch of money so yeah. <laughs> just saying. I mean, well, I hate to laugh, but yeah, that's 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 reality, brother. Yeah, hey, I shit. You know, the one thing this fishing industry teaches you just kind of roll with the punches. It don't really, you know, you quit getting stressed out about things that you used to get stressed out about. So yeah, yeah, you got no control. That's it. I mean, period. So, so many things have changed, you know, and and. And honestly, the other big question is when is when and what is snapper season going to look like this year? Nobody knows. Man, it has been a toss-up this whole season. You know, basically, uh, the, the the fish counts that they had for, for the last four or five years. They threw all that data out. Threw it all out. They're redoing, restructuring it, this and that. I mean, we can only guess that it's going to be through – uh, August, like it had been the last couple of years, you don't see as, you know, again, I don't think we caught the quota fully last year. But who knows? They may not see it that way, um, you know. Well, we got these trout limits coming. You know, they're going to reduce them to three, but I haven't heard a date yet. I mean, here we are getting to, into late February. You know, the month's almost over. And they were proposing March, but be nice if they'd come out with something now and let everybody kind of prepare for it. Guess they're afraid to do it. Everybody will go out and meet hall till you know the limit changes for two fish. You know, well, I don't. Know. I mean, yeah, it's a mess. You know, and 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 all honesty, last year they didn't come out with snapper season until like about four days before the snapper season opened. Right, I remember that. I mean, it was just immediate. Boom. Right, Dan. And and so I asked the questions. I just so happened to be talking to some folks that uh, dealt with the the, the fish council and, and NOAA and all that. And basically, what I was told was that it was taking 
parts of wildlife that actually drug their feet or, or you know, I don't, I don't want to say that, but, you know, came with the late decision to yeah. have so many days or pounds or whatever. And that was the reason why they didn't come out with that day until right at the end. So I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know who to blame. I don't know who to point at or who to talk to anymore. I'm completely clueless. I mean, you know, the customers don't call me and they say, you know, when does snapper season end? And I, I've got to be in August sometimes. The only thing I can tell you, I mean, yeah. it might, might be the first part of August, might be the latter part of August, might be into September. Who knows? I don't yeah. know. So <laughs> we're just kind of playing it by ear, which, you know, Again, with with taking away some of the days this year, I'm not real mad about. I'm, you know, I, I would love for this this transition with the Texas Parks and Wildlife and and Noah to kind of hash itself out a little bit, and maybe get a more consistent fishing season in you know the years to come. So, right, uh, I'm great with that. I'll take a little hit this year. Let's let's square it all up. Let's, let's yeah. get back on the right plane and and you know get it going again but we'll see you know they're down there uh over in florida right now you know they're they're crushing uh some of the ling of friends of mine i know down there or that the fishing is dynamite down there so um hopefully that's a setup for a good year for us here you know yeah, if they don't get caught up before they get here well i mean yeah. it's always that yeah they're going to kill their share. Oh, you bet. It happens. And, uh, you know, Wahoo fishing t- seems to be going a stellar year this year. I I can't recall a, a, another year that you've had this many good fishing days. And, you know, the fishing had just been stellar the whole time. I mean, yeah. uh, normally a couple of weekends worth of beating them up real good. And they're gone. I mean, they don't. You know, there might be scragglers afterwards, but I mean, every person I've gone out there who stayed overnight has got into them at least once in the yeah. two days they were was good. You know, kingfish are back. You're catching a few kingfish. I mean, last year when they were out there wahoo fishing, I would say it was probably two to one, two kingfish to one wahoo. And this year it's probably five wahoo to one kingfish. But the fact that they're catching kingfish right now is a good sign, I feel like. So, <clears throat> well, it was the king, king season the last couple of years has been off, man. Yeah, you know, really? as as numbers I hear about, you know, from people I know that go out there, they're not pros like y'all. They just go for the enjoyment of it, just to go offshore, do something different. And they, yeah. they can't remember ever seeing it that slow. It's 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 been a weird one. It's been a very very weird. One. I mean, there's a few spots that we go out uh, out here in Freeport that uh, you know they're there every time. It's like clockwork. Right. And last year you didn't hardly ever find them out there. Only once or twice they got balled up a few times, but not very many. And you'd find them inshore for like yeah. two or three weeks. They'd be right off the bank, and then you wouldn't see them. You'd catch them way offshore, 60, 70, 80 miles out. Yeah, I heard more of uh, more kingfish caught, you know, way down south inshore than anywhere last year, you know, off the sure. jetties and things like that. Yeah, I mean, just a completely off year. So, I, I mean, I don't know what, and that's kind of been the trend the last couple of years. So, 
Who knows? Yeah, uh, it's, my favorite is Rock in the Gulf. I did not catch a single kingfish there yeah. last year. Not a one. My the entire. Goodness. No, not one. But see, I stopped, I stopped late in the season. And I stopped there one time. It was like lights out. You could have walked the water with them. I mean, they were, yeah. they were That's crazy. beat to beat. The whole freaking I, mean, I caught place. my share of last year, but I didn't catch none on Tony's. Not a one. Man, you know, Tony's has been really, really bad the last probably up, three or four years. Yeah, yeah. I ain't never seen it like that. No, bad. man. I mean, that that that's a one-stop shop, you know, and you just it's just not really the same. No. Too many bugs. I think it's just it, – that's it. There's a lot of people that know about that place, too, and it's – Anyway, I caught my share. Yeah, throughout the years. Yeah. Oh, last year, I did pretty good on okay, last year. It's just – you know, I mean, here, here offshore fishing, I think that you always, probably much like inshore fishing, I mean, you, you find that uh, things get beat up after a couple of years. You know, you start yeah. moving down, go north, you go east or whatever. And and uh, last year, it was a lot more searching than normal, I believe. Oh, yeah. But we, you know, you can always make a box, but, uh, oh, yeah, you know. A little tougher. It is tougher. There's no doubt about that. You just got to burn more gas. That's it. And the gas ain't getting any cheaper. No. Now it's going up about... again. Yeah. I <laughs> change like people change spots offshore. That ain't no kidding, man. I mean, I swear to you, and I could be lying, but, you know, I, you know, I buy diesel. One day at the very beginning of last week, like on Monday, I think it was like 327 at Bucky's down here. Two right. days later, like 360 or something like that. Mm-hmm. When I checked it on the way home last night, it was back down to three forty-seven or something. It's just all over the place. Yeah. Uh, Diesel, yeah, the cheapest fuel to make there is. Exactly. I mean, it's it's crazy. My uh, completely off the subject again, though. But my buddy down here at the at the at the fueling stations, uh, uh, the one they fuel up the tugboats and stuff like that that run the barges up and down the intercoastal and they basically told them that the government's mandating that they try biodiesels and all kinds of other blends <laughs> yeah, let's, and let's and ruin that. some more stuff <laughs> so it's costing them more money i think they're getting basically grant money to do it but uh basically it, they're they're going to start blending some of this stuff together and so it's going to be interesting the future of all that but uh We'll see. It uh, hopefully it doesn't trickle down to us, make you know paying way too much money for my boat fuel. Anyways, yeah. I, I can't afford any more. <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, I'm on the verge already of uh, you know too much more cost, and I'm just I'm yeah. about ready to quit. Yeah, because you know it's just too much, too much, but. Uh, I guess you know, as a fishing fishing person, you just got to be able to survive, and, and you got to want it a whole lot, and uh, you know, you just got to always hang on to that dream. I guess that's what it is. Big dream, yeah. living the dream, living the dream. Yeah, or go get you another job, and just fish on the weekends. Well, that I mean, seems to be the ticket now. Yeah, you turn on a boat year round. Yeah, you yeah. kill snap year round. The era yep. of the part-time guides. Yep. 
commercial fishing. I mean, all that stuff nowadays. You know, with the the, the amount of the cost for permits and all that. I don't I don't see how you can make it as a commercial fisherman. I mean, I, I really know, don't. those those reef permits. That's some high dollar stuff. And there's there's like thirty thousand dollars right now for a commercial reef permit. No, but wow. just think of your permit. Fifteen years ago, was five or six grand, seven grand. Yeah. Now the cheapest ones are thirty-five thousand to run a six-pack oh, charter exactly. boat. It's unreal. I mean, it's it's it's. it's, it's, it's about thirty. And you just really don't. It's hard to recoup your money. Yeah. More and government bit, intrusion. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're always good at that. I heard if you don't renew them, they take them and they don't reissue them. They do. That's right. You get two years if you. Well, they got a hell of a buyback program, don't they? They just take it, don't sell it to anybody else. Well, they do. Unreal. All right, let me knock this break out, gentlemen. I'll be right back with you. Hang on. All right, you're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. Quick break, right back. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. All right, let's go back and talk some more with Naylor and Monty over there in Freeport. All right, guys, we're back. Back in action. Back in action. Yes. Man, did, did you happen to see that video that I uh, uh, shared with you yesterday on Facebook? No. Uh, I'll go to looking. They ended up taking it. I think they took it down. I, I, something, something about uh, you know, probably not coincide with the policy of some sort or whatever. I think they ended up taking it down. Anyway, it was a, it was a, it was a kid that uh, he was crane hunting, you know, and he winged the crane and, and ran out there and in the bars. I mean, you could tell in that video that poor kid. He probably ran a mile already and uh, got right up next to that crane. And that crane turned around and about to start whooping on him and all kid just smoked, <laughs> <laughs> just, just smoked him right in the face and that crane fell down and he took it and drug it off it was hilarious it was hilarious but what was it a in the sky crane and yeah now, a yeah. sand hill crane sand hill man crane. i didn't yeah. see that one maybe they did take it down huh i think they did it was hilarious man you could you could feel the kids pain you know i i uh you know we all been. I've been there, anyways. I've been the bird dog several times, you I know. Dog. <laughs> yeah. So the crane turned on him, stood his ground, ready to fight, and he what? He shoot yeah. it in the head. Yeah, and he's with a shotgun. Dude. Well, that's that, that's he's called dusting off a cripple, right there, buddy. <laughs> put his two dukes up and smoked that crane right in the face, and uh, <laughs> it was hilarious. You know, man. Years ago, I, I uh, uh, went for. The first time I went crane hunting, you know, I, I, I recall it, it was, uh, I was in a big hurry. We trumped way out in the marsh, I mean, like miles. I was so tired. I looked down at my bag, and I had brought nothing but, like, four shot and six shot. You know, I'm thinking, oh, my God, you idiot. <laughs> you know, and uh, sure enough, I finally, I winged one, you know, and thank God I winged one or something. And I ran through the little grab that sucker. 
and I'm holding his neck about eye to eye with me, and that sucker was just smoking me in the shins. I, mean, I don't know <laughs> if they got birds, but they sure act like it. I mean, I don't know. I've never hunted no curds. I had a big old wild turkey eat me up one time like that. Did you really? That was 25 years ago. My buddies are still laughing about it. (laughs) Every time I run into them. Remember that turkey that whipped your butt down that Sendera that morning? Oh, man. I'm glad it was cold and I had a a good jacket on or he'd have spurred me in the chest. I picked him up by the neck and he went to work on me, wings flapping and spurring me. (laughs) <laughs> Get this turkey <laughs> off of me. He's eating me up, man. <laughs> oh, man. It's survival. It's survival. I That's hear it, it. Man. That old crane, he didn't. He wasn't having it, man. When I, I, I took him down finally, but, boy, I tell you what, I'll scratch up like I got eaten up by a mountain lion or something. I mean, just eat me alive. Boy, they're, they're dangerous on dogs. They'll peck the eyes out of a Labrador. Oh, man. Boy, I tell you. They'll do it. Yeah, I see him over there in Mississippi right now. Some friends of mine uh, are still over there uh, goose hunting, and boy, they're just—they're not even using uh, calls anymore. He said they just come right in there. I mean, you put four or five white trash bags out, come right to it. I think they were getting uh, getting wise to those recorders. It may be, yeah. I mean, you know, that's the second or third person I've seen this last season that was talking about not using them. For whatever mm-hmm. reason, you know what? A, a recorder for uh, uh, you know they put those recorders. Yeah, yeah, we call it Willie Nelson calling them on down, buddy, putting them in your lap. Yeah. <laughs> Turn old Willie on. We'll bring them in. That's it. I went. I went goose hunting one time. It was something. It took us longer to put all the stuff out than it did to get the limit. Yeah. And everybody's just shooting. I'm like, how you know who shot what bird? It don't matter. He just keeps smoking them. That's yeah. it. Don't ever stop. Yeah. And we were done in about 10 minutes. Same month. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a while since we was at Eagle Lake. Or yeah. Eagle Lake used to be full of them. And then now it's kind of tapered off quite a bit. We Last few years, we've hunted, you know, I, the last few times I've hunted in Eagle Lake, I think it was off ducks. I don't, I don't recall ever accidents. I think we were hunting about out there in a while. A quarter mile from the big roost. It was yeah. crazy. I mean, Katie used to be full of them before. You know, Katie got built up like this. I mean, the early nineties. Oh yeah, it used to be that way over here east of town too, man. <laughs> really? We used to have them old goose birds, millions of them. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, times are changing for sure. Yeah, everything, and it's not for the better either for anything. A lot of chemical plants are taking over around here. Yeah, and, uh, for just sure. development and growth. The animals have no habitat left. We run them out of their own, you know, their own backyards. Yeah, I seen a couple of deer the other day on Gulf Boulevard, right over in the main part of town at the at the junior high, eating in there. Eating right out there in the grass, you know. I mean, right. I didn't. Thank God, they. <laughs> I ain't never seen deer there. Yeah. When well, I seen getting there. pushed around. Yeah, I actually uh, took a picture of a deer a couple of weeks ago. One over here on three thirty-two, and there's nothing but concrete. I'm thinking, man, where did this guy come from? 
but I'm sure Dow's pushing them out or our chemical plants and like you said, growth and just yeah, subdivisions and you know everything is just uh, pushing these deer around where they don't have the bedding areas and everything they used to have and they're they're just trying to survive, man, like the rest of us. Got it. That's a fact. Anyway, yeah. Well, got ten more, ten million more people to build for now. Yeah, across that border. No oh, man. You know, I mean, you know like when song. you you guys run a charter, you know, how many sets of rod and reels do you have, like, for the people that are on your boat? I mean, y'all normally take, what, like four to six people? How does that work? I carry, I carry uh, sport rods and bottom rods with me. I mean, that's the way I do it. But Yeah. Twelve rods. Yeah, that's so you got about a dozen in there then. Yeah. I try to, you know, I try to minimize what I use. I think uh, the last, I, I feel like we've done real good, Meg and I, when we go and do a charter that uh, we we try to use the same rod for, for multiple things. Yeah, I'm right. Sure. Uh, but, but we will, we'll take a couple of spinners and we'll take, you know, maybe a big bottom drop rod or something like that, you know, in addition to, but, uh, you know, speaking of, but, you know, or as far as the gear wise, you know, I, I've always liked the Abbots. Um, I always thought they're very simple reel. You know, every now and again, if some, if something messes up, I can bang it around a little bit, and sometimes it'll start working right again. Monty loves the Knowles. His his favorite Knowles, yeah. Knowles, of course. You know, it's hard to find parts nowadays for those Knowles. Apparently, you know the right guy. You got to know the right guy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you know, but, yeah, that's what I use. You know about the Newells, don't you, uh, Mickey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean... I, I carry six rods for king fishing or sport fishing, and I'll, I'll six rods for bottom fishing. Yeah. That's what I do. It. Uh, bottom fishing's got heavier lines. I'm not much on the power pro or the braid line offshore when you get people up there tangling in knots it's i can't right. see the untangling for one thing yeah and it's just hard to untangle that's why i still like mono you know what i since we money fishing with us last year you know I've, I've a few of the things that i thought were uh like core to my beliefs in fishing have kind of changed a little bit one being uh you know mono on your line fishing 180 foot of water i still don't think it's the greatest idea but as it turns out if you get heavy enough mono you don't have nearly as much stretch in it and right yeah you can feel the bite a little bit but it's easier to untangle it's a whole lot easier to untangle the worst nightmare is to have somebody with braid tangle up with somebody with mono and it's just it break out the pink and shears man it's a nightmare yeah. I mean, literally nowadays, that's all I do. I mean, if 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 I bring in a knot and and braid and it's all a big old tangled mess, I'll just splice the line. I mean, I'll cut everything and just splice the line. I, I don't even yeah. mess around. We leave uh we leave snap swivels on all the uh, uh, leaders and all that kind of stuff so that we can take them on and off. And I'll take that leader off, take that little snap swivel off, and cut the rest of it and just splice the line right in the middle of it. It don't matter. That's the one beautiful thing about that braid, though. Too is though you can't splice it, and it doesn't hardly make a big difference in the in the thickness of the line. Right. It certainly doesn't 
stuff going through the eyes or anything, much like, you know, if you were to try to splice 50-pound mono or even 80-pound mono, you have a big old knot. You know? Yeah, when I'd rig up my rigs, you know, like when I was – whether I was tarpon fishing or king fishing or whatever, every rod would have like a uh, spider hitch with an offshore swivel knot. That way you got yeah. double line going down to your swivel, and then you just clip on the leader that you're using where you're going to clip wire on it or mono on it, you know? Right. Yeah, that's good. I mean, that's, that's a great dynamite way to, to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, that you way if you're fighting, you know, you're fighting a, a tarpon or something, and uh or whatever fish you got hooked up and a kingfish swims by you know how them snaggle teeth they'll hit they'll cut your line and usually when they would do that above that swivel you still had one line to fight that fish on you know with a spider hitch and an offshore swivel knot yeah i'm just old school i tie straight to the swivel still yeah Yeah, i got you yeah well it, it looks good money you know all that uh fancy tying and everything i don't know Give, I gives you something to do before you trip man rig, you know rig it all out and make it look pretty and <laughs> I, I think the last few years i've fished i've actually made all my tackle and, and normally the deck hand makes the tackle but a couple of years back i was running a boat and at the end of the sniper season i told my my deck and I said, man, you ain't made one bottom drop this entire year. How's you doing? <laughs> Hit it. You're fired. The, the art of the deal. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they, and then he went and got his license. I'm like, dang, where'd you get all that seed time? But anyway, that's uh, not my business. Anyway, they got captain's license. They came to make bottom drops or kingfish wires. I'm like, Jesus Christ. What, what's, what's it coming to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we, it's, we, called li- it's called lying on your application, on a federal application. That's a, that's a felony. It's It's been tough, you know. That's it. Finding crew members used to be real easy, and you can't hardly find a crew member. you got to pay them out, raise them out of money, or, you know, they just come and go as they please. I mean, yeah, too many captains and not enough deckhands now. Well, I tell you, man, it's that's, you know, <laughs> Every time Megan and I were, you know, considering expanding, getting more boats, and we did have a couple of boats. When we first started, we had about three boats, as a matter of fact. And uh, yeah, it just got to be such a pain. We had to, we had to get it down to just one. I mean, yeah. you know, and that was like seven years ago. So I mean, it's uh, it's changed a lot since then, even. Yeah, I seen a thing on Facebook the other day where this guy was saying, you know, he had a hundred ten license looking for a job, and people just started bashing him. It's like everybody's got one. I was like, dang! Whenever I got my license, it was a big deal. Oh yeah, yeah. Wow. And now it's just like they're—I don't know—giving away. They're bashing him because he had a hundred ten license. I'm like, man, that was a big deal when I got mine. Just keep on keeping. It is a big deal. Yeah, Don't ever take people, that away. Oh, it is I a did. big deal. I mean, I'm trying to write in. I said, hey, bro, you did good. Yeah. I think this is year 12 or something like that. I got my 50 ton. I'm working on my 100 right now. I mean, yeah. you do it the right way. It takes a while. Oh, yeah. Not that much. It's different. I mean, back when I got my license, we tested at the Coast Guard station. We didn't test in no motel room. They didn't give us no answer. Yeah. You had to take a test test. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I I hear they give you the answers and everything now, so who knows? Really? 
I just, I've heard Captain say, man, he gave me the answers. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. It seems kind of crazy to me that somebody wanted to bash somebody because they had a license. Well, I tell you what, though, on a completely separate note, you're talking about uh, fishing gear. You know, uh, yeah. I, I think uh, the last couple of years, uh, we we basically went to nothing but custom-made rods, apparent, uh, opposed to just buying, you know, I won't even name a brand. but one Yeah, of just buying a brand, yeah. Uh, and I, I have had so much better luck going to the custom rod guys and having them do, you know, just i don't know if it's quality of blanks that they get or something but apparently i mean some of the name brand stuff i just snap like twigs nowadays i mean it's just crazy really wow the quality, yeah i literally have a pile i've probably got at least 20 rods yeah you know i was breaking one or two rods a day last year did you really oh y'all oh, oh yeah rods? yeah yeah no it was bad yeah. it was bad i didn't break no rods i used Broomsticks. Yeah. Well, the glass. <laughs> yeah. No. And then, and to be honest with you, I mean, that's probably what we should have started out with last year. Yeah. But, you know, you go through some of these, you know, we've had real good luck with some of these name brand rods. Yeah. And for whatever reason, man, last year we got tons of just uh, bad, bad batches, I guess. I don't know. I can't, I can't call it. We broke pretty much every name brand rod that we had last year. Yeah. Amazing. Um, one of them. I'm using still. I still got old party boat riding rails that I bought whenever I uh, bought my first charter boat, and you know I still use them to this day. I'll the be same there. rods, the same newels that you had last yeah. year. I, I bought them in like '06, and I'm still using them. Oh, that's wow. awesome. And rods. That's, that's the bad thing is on them rods, the 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 eye on the end is always breaking. Yeah, the tip. Yeah, they want to reel their swivel up in it. You can't not teach people, hey, leave you about a foot or two foot out there. Yeah. No, they're going to reel yeah, that swivel. Yeah, above that swivel. I, the same thing goes on with trout fishing. Seems, I mean, same thing, buddy. I got to reel Man. that swivel all the way up in that rod, all the way. Hey, you cannot explain to them not to do it. So, the, uh, just, I mean, again, switching on you a little bit, do you not, do you not put a little mono uh, uh, leader tied straight to the braid on your uh inshore yeah uh on spinning reels i like to use a barrel swivel because it cuts down on the line twist but uh, they still invariably reel that swivel up into that rod tip sure sure knocks the porcelain out and uh, oh, yeah. then then they fish with it without that in there and it's frayed line they break off i mean it's it's a nightmare oh. it's something you're fighting all the time but uh you know like with a bait caster i just uh I just tie, you know, blood knot, surgeon's knot, all bright or whatever your favorite splice knot is, and and uh, you can reel that up in there, and it won't damage the uh, tip like a swivel reel. Right. right. Yeah, they'll, they'll reel them swivels. They'll go all the way to the first hook on the bottom drop. They'll just keep dragging, <laughs> boy. <laughs> reel it all, rig, reel the egg sinker right up to the tip. Yeah, I don't use no egg sinker that much, but, yeah, they will. That's Part of it. Yeah. They All right, guys. Well, we're out of time. I got to roll. Throw them out a number. Somebody wants to get with y'all. <clears throat> yeah. Give me a call anytime at 979-417-1013 or go to our website, stsladventures.com. Uh, we'll All be right. around with you. 
days left, but uh, holler. Y'all have a good one. Good talking to you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Mike. See you now. Later. All right. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to The Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 